Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and revive the heart of the contrite ones. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Psalm 71 on page 425. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. But rid me and deliver me in thy righteousness, incline thine ear unto me and save me. Be thou my stronghold, whereunto I may always resort. Thou hast promised to help me, for thou art my house of defense and my castle. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the ungodly, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou, O Lord God, art the thing that I long for. Thou art my hope, even from my youth. Through thee have I been holden up ever since I was born. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be always of thee. I am become as it were a monster unto many, but my sure trust is in thee. O let my mouth be filled with thy praise that I may sing of thy glory and honor all the day long. Cast me not away in the time of age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth me. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that they wait for my soul take their counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute him, and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Go not far from me, O God. My God, haste thee to help me. Let them be confounded and perish that are against my soul. Let them be covered with shame and dishonor that seek to do me evil. 
As for me, I will patiently abide always, and will praise thee more and more. My mouth shall daily speak of thy righteousness and salvation, for I know no end thereof. I will go forth in the strength of the Lord God, and will make mention of thy righteousness only. Thou, O God, hast taught me from my youth up until now. Therefore will I tell of thy wondrous works. Forsake me not, O God, in mine old age when I am gray-headed, until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to all them that are yet for to come. Thy righteousness, O God, is very high, and great things are they that thou hast done, O God, who is like unto thee. O oh, what great troubles and adversities hast thou showed me! Yet didst thou turn and refresh me, yea, and broughtest me from the deep of the earth again. Thou hast brought me to great honor, and comforted me on every side. Therefore I praise thee in thy faithfulness, O God, playing upon an instrument of music. Unto thee will I sing upon the harp, O thou Holy One of Israel. My lips will be glad when I sing unto thee, and so will my soul whom thou hast delivered. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded and brought unto shame that seek to do me evil. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 22nd verse of the 19th chapter of Leviticus. You shall not eat anything with the blood, nor shall you practice divination or soothsaying. You shall not shave around the sides of your head, nor shall you disfigure the edges of your beard. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. Do not prostitute your daughter to cause her to be a harlot lest the land fall into harlotry, and the land become full of wickedness. You shall keep my Sabbaths, and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. You shall rise before the gray-headed, and honor the presence of an old man, and fear your God. I am the Lord. And if a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall not mistreat him. But the stranger who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. You shall do no injustice in judgment, in measurement of length, weight, or volume. You shall have just balances, just weights, a just ephah, and a just hin. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe all my statutes and all my judgments, and perform them. I am the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 27th verse of the first chapter of the Epistle to the Philippians. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you, or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you, which you saw in me and now here is in me. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and those in heaven and those and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason you also be glad and rejoice with me. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, the shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, 
which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, <clears throat> maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, beseech thee, absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, and all the salts of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hath safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and <clears throat> grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our lesson from Philippians has a lot in it today, and um, we can focus a little bit, I think, on the theme of, of, um, of narrative, which is what I think St. Paul is <clears throat> describing to the Philippians that the Christian life, you know, exists in a kind of narrative that's epitomized by our Lord. We can focus on one line to draw this out. He, he says that um, a line that taken in isolation uh, might be misunderstood, that, that, um, that to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. And Sometimes we think about the suffering of the Christian life. It can sound like we're sort of masochistic, you know, you just got to always be in pain and 
you know, life is tough and difficult and, and people are sometimes drawn to more sort of positive kinds of things. But the reality of the suffering of Christ as we continue on in this passage, that let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, you know, didn't think it robbery to be equal with God, but humbled himself, made himself of no reputation, willingly endured suffering and death. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name. And the idea of baptism, of being baptized into his death, and and therefore being buried and raised with him, means that our own struggles participate in this narrative. And when we endure faithfully against the various struggles we face, and, you know, for the Philippians, for the ancient Christians, you know, it would have been opposition to their faith by the various local uh, you know the, the the Roman authorities that mandated idolatry, the synagogue which opposed them, just the the difficulty of believing. Then it would have been the struggle against you know to 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 live the Christian life, to live faithfully, and not be drawn into some of the immorality that was that was constant around them. And there would have been a temptation. And it's interesting what a stress there is on unity in in the uh, lesson today, um, being of one mind. Uh, do nothing through selfish ambition or conceit. We can get from this extended exhortation that there were at least some budding disputes among the Philippians, but that's just what it means to be the church anywhere. We always have a, <clears throat> a complaint, a grumble, a gripe. And um, so the suffering there is the, su- the, the, the participation in the cross that that has as its goal participation in the resurrection. <clears throat> and actually in the Christian life, the idea is that we're already living in the resurrection. We already live in the kingdom. We die and rise. And every time that we endure faithfully in Christ, we confirm our participation in the kingdom even, even now. And so we can contrast this with the world where people try to avoid suffering but when they try to avoid suffering, they only really avoid short-term pain, take a painkiller, run from a difficult interior struggle to some way to escape it. Um, and that what it actually produces is a longer-term pain. Uh, and in the um, sort of imagery of the New Testament, we can contrast two kinds of suffering. There's the, the pain of birth and the pain of death. It's why the, the, the suffering of the Christian life is described as birth pangs. It's, there's this life in us that's growing. And as we struggle to, to live faithfully to it and are confirmed in it, it grows towards the telos of resurrection. The pain of the world is the pain of death. And so there's suffering there. Everyone tries to avoid the pain of death, but it's inevitable. You can only avoid it in the short term. It will come back to you in the long run. So anyway, the suffering in the Christian life is the purposeful suffering of faithfulness that confirms in us the the hope of of life. And we should note in in the morality, the the, the behavioral exhortations, there's just a lot about unity and a lot about how if we tied in the Leviticus lesson, the strange commandments, it's really God telling Israel, you're not to be like the world around you. You're not to do all the things the pagans do. You're holy. You're my people. And you practice justice. 
you care for the least among you, the stranger, you were strangers in the land of Egypt. And so in the church, uh, the exhortation uh, to unity, a lot of times we tend to think of morality as the way I'm personally upright and avoid a sin. But the primary exhortation here is, is to live as one, to care for one another, to be willing to be humbled so that other might, someone else might be benefited. And as we do this, um, everybody benefits. When you have a community where everyone's looking out for the good of the other, you have a whole bunch of people looking out for your good. In a community where, where you look, everyone looks out for their own good, you have one person looking out for that good. And, um, maybe our, um, closing line I could take, um, that, uh, he says, do all things without complaining and disputing. And complaining is that, uh, murmuring of the wilderness. So as we go through, we know we live in Christ. So as we face difficulty, we don't murmur and complain. We continue on faithfully, knowing Christ is with us and knowing he will complete uh, his work in us because our telos is, is in him. It's not simply the, the temporal comfort of the world we live in. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Today is our day of uh, prayer and fasting for mission. So we'll continue with a, a prayer for missions on page 38. Let us pray. O God, who has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the whole earth, and to send thy blessed Son to preach peace to them that are far off and to them that are nigh, grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee. Bring the nations into thy fold, pour out thy spirit upon all flesh, and hasten thy kingdom to the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Together, the general thanksgiving on page 19. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Pause for a moment for people to remember their personal intercessions, and then we'll close with the prayer of St. Chrysostom and the Grace on page 20. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and this promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, that will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, 
as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. Have a great day. You too. Peace. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody.